You're listening to The Gary Harris Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for The Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's just such an honor to be here. Um, you know, I can't tell you, you know, over the years when I look at Alabama football, what uh, what it means and what it stands for, and I'm um, just constantly at the top, you know, at the top. And uh, to be the next head coach here is something special. Uh, and I, I I take it as a huge uh, privilege. Um, I understand the responsibility to everyone involved who's built it to what it is and uh, looking forward to, to building on uh, what is a program that's in a great place right now. And uh, we have some certainly some challenges as far as, you know, just understanding um, times when, uh, you know, you have change and, and things like that, that there's uh, questions people may have and players may have, but uh, I'm looking forward to you know, recruiting our team right now and uh, helping them understand um, that this is going to be an awesome journey and can't wait to roll up the sleeves and get this staff together and we'll work on doing that as quickly and swiftly as possible. Um, But uh, looking forward to um, each and every day, all the challenges and exciting things that are going to come our way. Kalen DeBoer, the new head football coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Gary Harris Show right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. I'm your host, Gary Harris. I got Justin Jones right there on the other side of the glass, manning the controls, taking your phone calls on the First Domain Condominiums hotline in hour number one, the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline in hour number two. And we're with you the next two hours here talking sports and more. And, of course, obviously the focus will be on Kalen DeBoer, the new head football coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, introduced on Saturday at a main press conference with media and board of trustee members and other uh, invitees. And then he did a breakout session with uh, both the broadcast reporters and print reporters, as did Greg Byrne. We're going to have all of that audio for you, including a little funny moment between Greg Byrne and I, Greg Byrne and I on Saturday as well. And uh, we're taking your phone calls, as I said, on the First Domain Condominiums Hotline in this hour, number one, 205-342-9904. we got a great show on tap for you. I'm going to run it down in just a second. Plenty of Alabama football here in this two-hour period. This hour of the Gary Harris Show, though, brought to you, as always, by Alabama Credit Union. Member-owned and not-for-profit, it's just a better way of banking. Alabama Credit Union, again, find out the advantages for yourself. I really think you'll enjoy becoming a member of the Alabama Credit Union and benefiting from all of their member services. Find out more at alabamacu.com. That's alabamacu.com, or get by and see them at one of their many locations around the great state of Alabama. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Some rules and restrictions do apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your money. Ample extra chains in your pocket. Are the lineup for today? It's the Monday lineup. Can't wait to visit with Rodney Orr from TiderInsider.com, TiderInsiderTV. Of course, his new book, uh, Bigger Than Bama, is out. He'll uh, be with us at 9.30. Then at 10.30, Casey Smith on golf. Uh, great, great tournament this past weekend over in Hawaii. Uh, we'll recap that and get his thoughts as well on Kalen DeBoer. Uh, so Rodney Orr at 9.30. Casey Smith on golf at 10.30. We'll hear more from... Uh, 
Coach also will hear from Greg Byrne. We'll take your phone calls, and the phone calls are already lining up. So listen, folks, we're going to get to you. Uh, so hold tight. We will get to you pretty quickly here. But uh, I just want to give some opening thoughts myself on uh, – on this uh, opportunity for Kalen DeBoer and what it represents for Alabama football. I did uh, some stuff on the news on Saturday night covering the press conference. After I covered the press conference, I did something on my Facebook, WVUA23 Facebook page last night on my thoughts. And by the way, I encourage you to, to follow me on WVUA23 Gary Harris Facebook page if you're not doing it already. Of course, on Twitter at Gary Harris underscore WVUA. And... Um, I like the guy, you know, first time that, uh, you know, to be in his presence was at that press conference. The thing that struck me the most, Justin, was genuineness. I think he's a very genuine guy. Uh, I don't think there's any question he's a terrific football coach. Uh, 104 and 12 is the record. And I don't care that, you know, five years of that is NAIA, uh, two years at FCS and just two years at FBS, but just three losses in two years at the University of Washington. He can coach the game. Offensively, I've talked to some folks that say his, um, his X's and O's, his schematics, his con- his concepts are next level. Uh, he's a terrific offensive coach. I don't think there's any doubt that uh, X's and O's wise, he's a great coach. The questions are, um, acclimating to this part of the country, dealing in, you know, the Southeastern Conference, was un- which is unlike the Pac-12. Uh, recruiting in this part of the country is different. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. It is. And uh, that, that'll that be, uh, you know, a challenge for him. But do I think he can adapt? Absolutely. The staff is coming together. I'll, I'll, I think we'll have a staff announcement here probably um, really soon, this week. At least for the majority of the staff, they'll be sending something out from the University of Alabama. Uh, we'll talk more about that as we go on this morning. But I do like the fact that, um, um, you know, he is a guy that uh, looks at this as an opportunity, uh, was not overwhelmed by the possibility of following Nick Saban. And uh, that's a big part of this, too. Uh, he does not have Saban ties. There are a lot of coaches out there that do. I know there's a lot of discussion about that and whether or not, um, you know, that's a good thing that Alabama is going away from the Saban tree with so many coaches out there that have, uh, you know, coached under Nick Saban. But I like Greg Byrne and the way he handles these uh, hirings, uh, the way he does it as a one-person search committee, the way that he um, – you know, just takes care of the business and introduces the coach and you go on about it. Uh, Nick Saban was at the, uh, press conference as was Miss Terry. I think it's Miss Terry's birthday today too, by the way, Justin. I'm, I'll double check on that, but I think it, I think it's her birthday. Uh, but, um, you know, he is the head coach. Kayla DeBoer is. And, uh, you know, it is going to be uh, a transition period. It would have been a lot easier to follow Nick Saban three years ago than it is now. What do I mean by that? Well, been a lot easier to come in here when there was no transfer portal and no NIL and, and, uh, players would be more apt to stay and, and be part of a program with a new coach. His first order of business is locking down this roster. Uh, roster management with the current players and the current signees. So there's a lot of work ahead of him. As I said, I'll get into the staff, Justin, as it's coming together. But right now, uh, I can tell you this. Um, you know, I don't go and you know this. I don't come in here bragging about my sources. I'm not one of those guys. Oh, I've got sources here and there. I, you know, I got a couple. And uh, I will tell you this. He was working all day yesterday, all day, into the night. And uh, so he's hit the ground running. 
It is Miss Terry's birthday, so happy birthday. Yeah, happy Terry. birthday, Miss Terry. And, uh, uh, yep, and, um, you know, Coach Sabins is in October on Halloween, but Miss Terry has a January birthday, so happy uh, birthday to the former First Lady of Alabama football. Mrs. DeBoer now is the First Lady of Alabama football. Miss Terry will always be, just like the President and the First Lady are always the President and the First Lady, uh, Nick Saban will always be the head coach and Miss Terry the First Lady of Alabama football. All right, it's nine eleven here on the Gary Harris Show. As I said, phone calls are backed up. We We've got um, we've got Bryce and Pat and Corey. We're going to go ahead and get to Bryce here in the first hour. Then Pat and uh, Corey, you guys hold tight for me. We'll get to you in the second segment. Good morning, Bryce. How are you? Good morning. Good to talk to you. Uh, listen, I, I like to hire any of these people. Who don't like it. They can go over there and root for Hugh Freeze. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> You know me. I don't. I don't. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I tell it like it is. I hear Any you. of these guys that ain't got time to wait till this pans out and they jump in the transfer portal, we don't need them if they don't want to be here. We want people that want to be here that love Crimson Tide. You know that wants to win championships. We don't want people running over to somewhere because somebody told them the grass is going to be greener. You know I don't hold nothing back. You know, I tell it like it is. Well, I hear you. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly, uh, you know, I, I, I subscribe to that way of thinking. I think if I were a player here at the University of Alabama, I'd want to give it some time and see what the new coach and his staff had to offer. But um, as I said, too, Bryce, this is the NIL era, you know, and if, if these oh, well, guys yeah. are, are right. getting a certain amount of money at, at at this school and then they've got an offer for a lot more money. Um, some of them are going to leave. That's just the reality of it. Whether, you know, Kalen DeBoer is the coach, Nick Saban's the coach, or I'm the coach. I will say this. I think Alabama with Nick Saban here, uh, he overcame, you know, some of the, some of the NIL, uh, issues because there were a lot of players that would come to Alabama to play for less money because they were playing for Nick Saban, then would go to another school. I think now that may not be the case, at least for a while. They, you know, if, if Alabama's not paying the going rate for that player, uh, he may not come to Alabama, uh, because Nick Saban's not here. So, uh, there is, uh, there's going to be a transition period. Bryce, some players have gone in the portal. There's going to be some more, you know, that's just the reality of it. But, uh, but Alabama's going to have a good football team they're gonna have a good football oh, yeah. team we got we yeah. got a pretty good roster this guy's yeah. not coming in on the empty shelf that's you right know, that's right talent. that's right he does and, and the people uh, quarterbacks they they look at it this way hey this guy look what he did with uh uh what's that quarterback's name uh penis you know Penix, Jr., yeah. yeah the former washington quarterback right right and, and it's kind of crazy how this kind of revolves and just circles around we wanted this guy Grubb last year, amazing. He's falling right into her lap. Yeah, it's funny how that what goes around comes around. And Ryan Grubb, who <laughs> Nick Saban tried to hire last year as the offensive coordinator prior to hiring Tommy Reese, is now it looks like going to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama a year later. So that's a that's a small world. Yep, and coaching may may even be smaller. When people and people don't realize, Coach Saban is going to this guy. He said it in his press conference, which if I was him, I'd be smart to do that too. I would lean on Coach Saban for advice, you know, and that's that's going to be a huge help. People don't realize to get this transaction to get the right coaches in there, and uh, it, you know, and to get recruiting started and everything. Uh, this is this is a good thing because it's positive. Because Coach Saban had a lot more to do with this than people think. Who 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 uh, who sat in his chair? Don't you agree, Gary? 
Well, I think he had input. I think Greg Byrne made the hire. I think Greg Byrne is, a, is a, you know, but I'm sure that he visited with Coach Saban. And, and I'm just like you said, Kalen DeBoer said Saturday he's going to visit with Coach Saban. If you've got someone of Coach Saban's stature, you're certainly going to get his input. Hey, great call, Bryce, buddy. Good to hear from not, you, man. Not to overshadow the, hey, one more thing. Okay. Not to overshadow the basketball. Great win in Starkville. Oh, it really was, and we're going to talk about it. That was a huge win for Alabama on the road. They out-toughed the team, as Nate Oates said, that prides itself on toughness. So that was a great win, and we will get into that, too, uh, later in the show. Hey, thank you, Bryce. Always good to hear from you. All right, I tell you what, we're going to get to the break so we can stay on time. It's 9-15 here on the uh, January 15, 2024 edition of the Gary Harris Show. Alabama has a new head football coach, Kalen DeBoer. We'll continue to get to phone calls. Uh, Pat and Corey, you guys are up when we come back from the break. This hour being brought to you by Alabama Credit Union, the Gary Harris Show. We'll continue right after this on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. This season of Alabama football on Tide 100.9 brought to you by Birmingham Racecourse Casino. Just a few minutes away where you can be a winner too. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging the official copier and printer provider for Alabama Athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. On Saturday, new Alabama head football coach Kalen DeBoer met with the media. Heard why they came here, okay? A lot of great reasons, all tied to the Alabama brand, the education, um, playing here, you know, each and every Saturday, and uh, the support that they, they get. But obviously there was a, a major piece of that where they came here because Coach Saban, and uh, Miss Terry, you know, poured everything into them, and they they just saw the vision and wanted to be a part of it. And uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a privilege um, to be to be chosen to be in this role. It's one I don't take lightly. I know that Coach Saban's been working hard to make sure that this program is in a great spot for the next person to take over. I think there's he hasn't told me this, but I think there's an intentionality um, that's been in place. You know, you kind of figure out. Um, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I think you kind of know at some point, you don't know when that point is, but you want to make sure it's in a great place. I'll have more in a moment. There is no substitute for hard work. Just ask the Crimson Tide. At Dex Imaging, they know the meaning of hard work, too. You don't become the best in the office equipment business without it. If you need a copier and printer company that understands hard work, quality, dependability, and customer service, then give Dex Imaging a call or go to DexImaging.com. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. Join us tonight for Hey Coach, presented by Alpha Insurance at 6 p.m. Central across the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice farther south you go it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain maybe a light glaze there and then temperatures get cold tuesday nights overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens i'm jeff eno at the weather channel crispy cream is a t- you see him on wvua 23 covering sports and on tighter insider tv on tuesday nights so miss a minute of the gary harris show weekdays from 9 to 11 on tide 100.9 
All right, 919, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. And uh, let's continue with phone calls. Uh, we're going to get to Pat and then Corey out on the First Domain Condominiums hotline. Good morning, Pat. Hello. Hey, Pat. Man, hey, oh, your next host uh, after you uh, coined a phrase uh, Saturday that uh, he felt like it was a game seven walk-off home run. Uh, as far as a press conference, Greg goes, and I'll agree with that. But losing Coach Rob, uh, and I know he's got a, a pretty good uh, defensive uh, backs coach that probably will come with him from uh, Washington. But losing the Coach Rob's ability to recruit in the Southeast, uh, of course, that it is amazing. And my hats off to Coach Saban, and I want to thank him. Uh, for sticking around because somebody's going to need to uh, be able to uh, introduce uh, Coach DeBoer to all these uh, high school coaches. Coach Saban knows probably most of them by the first name. And, uh, you know, so, uh, but losing Coach Rob's ability to recruit the Southeast uh, is not a good thing. It's well, I, you know, you're talking about Traverse Robinson, Coach T. Rob. I, I think that uh, um, there had been some discussions yesterday about the possibility of him, you know, I guess staying at Alabama or returning from Georgia back to Alabama. Um, but I don't know that, um, you know, where that stands this morning. I've read from some Georgia sites that uh, they do expect him to remain at Georgia. But I do know that yesterday um, – you know, he was having discussions with Coach DeBoer about the possibility of remaining in Tuscaloosa. So it was not, uh, as of yesterday, it was not a, a, a done deal. But um, but now I'm hearing this morning or reading this morning on some sites that, that he may still with George. I agree with you. He's a tremendous recruiter. Uh, but, you know, that's 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 the way it goes, Pat. I uh, I don't, you know, I'd love to have seen Traveris Robinson stay. I think he's a good coach. I, like you said, I think he's a great recruiter. But that's the way it works. Uh, when there are when there is a turnover in regards to, to coaching staff, uh, sometimes you're going to lose guys that you wish would stay. And you know what? Alabama will move on. And that's, that's really all you can do. So uh, I had hoped yesterday that they could work it out to keep him for the reasons that you just mentioned. But if he moves on to Georgia, then that's just the way it is. And you'll have to trust the coach DeBoer, like you said. We'll get we'll get a good uh, some good defensive coaches in here that can recruit and coach, and you try to make up for the loss of an outstanding right. football coach and outstanding recruiter. That's really all you can do. You know, Kirby right. Smart saw an opportunity, and he swooped in here and uh, – Kind of, if you want to use the term stole T-Rob away, but that's what they do in this league. This is a, this is a, this is, you know, shark infested waters. And, uh, whether it's poaching your players or poaching your coaches or, or whatever, uh, these guys have to do, they'll do it, my friend. So, you know, that's yeah. the way it is. But, well, the, the biggest, the biggest reason that Coach Rob, that, uh, is, uh, Ryan Williams, that, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, so everything's about relationships. And, uh, uh, Rob was his, uh, primary recruiter. Uh, I think that's correct. And, uh, and the key to this program is keeping Salem happy. And, oh, uh, you know, but the media this year, 2024 is having, adding back another, we just lost a, uh, premier receiver and bringing in, Another, uh, and that's exactly what Ryan Williams is. No jokes aside, I watched him uh, 
in this uh, last Under Armour game. He had two receiving touchdowns, and he threw for a two-point conversion. Oh, listen, God, you haven't seen anybody that anybody else, anybody else. Everybody knows Ryan Williams is a difference maker, man. You're, you're not you're not breaking any news there. I mean, even if you're not a casual football observer, yes, he tilts the field. If you lose him, not only is he not playing for you, but you're going to play against him. I get it. He's a great player. You, you, you'll do everything you can to recruit the guy. You you know, you hate to see T-Rob leave. But if he doesn't come here, he doesn't come here. I mean, that's just – listen, I, I understand, but – when you go through a transition, there is going to be – it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be some players you lose. I mean, it's like Caleb Downs. If Caleb Downs winds up going somewhere else, that's a huge loss. Uh, but you don't shut the program down. You know, you keep playing football. I mean, you you do the best you can. And, and you know, was the timing, Coach Saban leaving, great? No, but it was never going to be great when he left. So um, – but you're right on Ryan Williams. But everybody knows that. Everybody knows how good Ryan Williams is, Kalen DeBoer included. So they'll do everything they can to recruit him. They'll do their best job they can to try to sign him and get him here. But if he goes somewhere else, he goes somewhere else. And you won't shut the program down. You'll have to play against him. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that I, I feel like that if he comes here, the guys in the earlier shows and stuff were talking about three, four losses, blah, blah, blah. Hey, Ryan Williams comes here, all that changes. But uh, I get down to see where every game's a corn flip at that point. The ones that we have had potential of losing, that we can win just as easily uh, with a receiver like that that adds to our receiving card. Hey, we got guys up there can catch the football uh, already on staff. However, that adding a Ryan Williams to it, like I said, he, this guy can take over a game. He's a generational and, talent, Pat. There's no doubt know. about it. And they're going to do everything they can to sign him. Uh, but if they don't, they're not going to shut it down. I you, got you. You're going to keep playing. I I, I, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but they know the, the new staff knows that. I'm sure Coach Saban has told them how good this guy is, and I agree with you. But, um, you know, they could have had three or four losses this year, and they won those games. So, uh, if you're playing in the SEC, um, you know, hopefully Ryan Williams will see the advantage of playing in a Kalen DeBoer offense where the ball is going to be uh, coming out quick and, and the receivers at Washington put up huge numbers. And hopefully they'll have an opportunity to uh, to sign him, Pat. But, I mean, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying, but no one player is ever bigger than a program. And that's right. just, uh, just the reality yeah. of it. Well, one, one thing about I'll let you go, but yeah. uh, Kalen DeBoer has never seen a stable of running backs that are like he's walking into at the University. Alabama. That's true. That's true, Pat. Hey, buddy, thank you. Got to get some other calls thank on. You. Appreciate you, man. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. thank you very much. All right, let's get to Corey, who's been uh, on hold for quite a while. Good morning, Corey. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing? This doing morning? well. Well, I'm very excited about the hire of um, Kalen DeBoer. Um, thought he brought a lot of energy and passion in the press conference. I do agree with what Pat said about trying to get Ron Williams back, because this is a big time recruit a legacy well, when i say legacy a in-state legacy recruit that you you absolutely need to reel back in and i don't blame ryan williams for because he had no idea that Saban was going to retire and he probably wants to explore more options but if you can get him back in that is huge um, yeah now when you say he's a legacy recruit he's an auburn legacy now his dad played at auburn not at all. Well, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But just, just, just from a recruiting standpoint, he's one, probably one of the best recruiters. Yeah, listen, listen, uh, Corey, we just went over the, all this entire deal with Pat. 
We just went over it for five minutes. I understand how good he is. I understand he's great. Alabama understands he's great. They're going to do everything they can to sign Ryan Williams. Okay, that you don't have to worry and call in about how good he is. Everybody knows that they're they're going to do everything they can to get the guy. Okay, you may not get him. All right, you may he may sign somewhere else, but they know they're aware of it. He's been committed to Alabama for over a year, so they're going to do everything they can to sign Ryan Williams. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, what did you think of well, well, two two things about last night's Detroit game? The fact that Detroit won, and I don't know if you saw that low hit that Kelvin Joseph did on the tight end. It is being reported that it is an ACL. Yeah, it's tear. probably an ACL. Um, I did see it, and you know, I was happy for Detroit to get their first playoff win in thirty years. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, if you go low, you go high. I mean, I, all I can tell you is Corey. I, you know, he did hit him low, but. You got to hit these guys somewhere, and it's unfortunate. But football is a collision sport. Injuries are going to occur. I don't know that I consider it a dirty hit. Uh, under the circumstances, I think he's trying to get the guy on the ground, and uh, you know he took the took the helmet to the knee. And um, so, I mean, what did you think about it? I, I, you know, if you start saying well, you can't hit low and you can't hit high and you can't, you know, you got to hit somewhere. You know, you got to tackle these guys, and you know, sometimes guys are going to get hurt. Well, that's the second player last week. He did the same thing in the ACL tear in the same situation. So, okay, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure the league will look at it then, because you're right. I mean, they suspended Kareem Jackson. It seemed like almost every week for hitting high and helmet to helmet. So maybe they'll start taking a look at these if it's if it's a pattern of behavior with this guy. Maybe the league will look at it and. Maybe he'll be suspended for the next playoff game. So I'm I'm sure they're they're going to take a look at it. But it's unfortunate. I agree with you there. Let me ask you this: Are you are you are we getting close to having Karen Johns on? Because softball season's going to we are close. we are Corey, and you're right. It's uh, softball is right around the the corner. I'll start getting her on again. I'm gonna try to get Murph on, but yeah, we'll start we'll start cranking up the softball talk, buddy, because it is it's it'll be here before you know it. So, hey man, got to get to another call, Corey. Appreciate you, buddy. Okay. Uh, good talk to you, Gary. Roll tide. All right, thank you. All right, let's try to get the cowboy here in a couple minutes before we have to hit the break. Hey, cowboy. How you doing, Gary? You know, Gary, you and I, we, we got about the same age in our teeth, you know. Mm-hmm. We've been through a few of these coaching searches and, 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 and new coaches, you know. Grew up with Coach Bryant, went through the Ray Perkins, went through Bill Curry, went through Gene Stallings, went through Mike DeBose, went through Dennis Franchoni, went through Mike Price, went through Mike Shula, then the Nick Saban. We thought we were in the promised land for 17 years. Now we're back out. We just got to sit here and wait to see what happens. You know, uh, obviously this guy's not from this neck of the woods and, and, the, and the Kirby smarts of the world and all the sharp shooters. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to come after him with guns ablazing and he's going to realize what it's, what it's like in that Southeastern conference. You know, if he didn't. So all we can do is kind of sit back and watch and hope he can hire some good coaches. You know, if I'm the guy, I want to bring all the guys that have got me to where I am right now because, you know, he, I, I know what they're like in a foxhole with me. These guys you're hiring now, they might stab you in the back. They might say, this guy's crazy. Who knows? We, we just got to let it play out. What do you think, Gary? I agree. I think that uh, all you can do as a fan is um, support the coach and hope that, that Byrne got it right and hope that uh, DeBoer – 
does the job uh, to the level that you're hoping that he does. But support's the most important thing. You know, running out right. on message boards when you lose an assistant coach, um, or you if you lose a recruit and crying and moaning and whining about, you know, this guy can't do the job, uh, you know, that doesn't do anybody any good. And uh, as I said earlier, Cowboy, you know, the timing's not great for Coach Saban to retire, but it was never going to be great. And, you know, no. it's unfortunate that, that uh, you know, Ryan Williams is out there and he's unsigned and he's going to make a decision here in a few weeks. Uh, but I promise this new coaching staff is going to do everything they can to sign Ryan Williams. And they've yeah. got an innovative off- offense. And when you look at his offense, if you're a receiver, you you know, I think you would want to play in this type of offense. So uh, maybe right. they sign Ron Williams, but if, if they don't, they're not shutting the program down. You know, you're going to yeah. continue to well, play you, football here at the University of Alabama. So right. I'm well, with you. Know, you know, you got – but yeah. there, listen, there's going to be – there, 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 you know, there's going to be some more players that go in the portal. I mean, this is oh, yeah. players going to the portal even if Saban hadn't left. So, um, you know, there's going to be some setbacks in a transition like oh, this. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you just have to hope that, you know, he's going to get in here. Obviously, he can coach football, get his staff in there. Like you said, you, you certainly want to bring a lot of guys with you, guys that were loyal to you. And, uh, but, you know, to think that this program, uh, and this is not a knock on Kalen DeBoer, this would be the truth with anybody. To think that this program right now is the same program it was a week ago is not true. It's not. The, 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 the arguably the greatest coach in the history of college football is no longer your coach. You know, there's going to be right. some fallout from that, Cowboy. You and I both know that. That's the reality oh, of it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I wonder if uh, somebody could call your show that went to Coach Bryant's last game and went to Nick Saban's last game. There are not many of them out there, but there's probably a few. I think I know one, uh, Dick Coffey third. Yeah, uh, I know Dick. But, you know, you know, um, all fall I told people – that I like that Washington football team, and they go, oh, they don't play any defense out there in the Pac-12. They're soft, you know. Now we got him, so we'll see what it's like, you know. But I, I told him I was impressed with the team all fall. You know, I I didn't necessarily think he'd be the head coach at Alabama, but, you know, yeah. here he is, you know. Well, I, I, I hope, he, I hope he gets in here and gets the ground running. Hey, I got to get to the breaks. So I can come back with Rodney Cowboy. All right, be good, buddy. All right, man, thank you. All right, we'll take a break and come back with Rodney or TotterInsider.com, Insider TV, next right here on the Gary Harris Show. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. It doesn't wait for when your finances are in perfect order. It just happens. But no matter what surprises come your way, Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. They offer an easy application process and fast decisions so you can stay focused on feeling good about whatever life brings your way. Alabama Credit Union will be here to help make it affordable with great personal loans, mortgages, and auto loans. Alabama Credit Union, loans for real life. Visit alabamacu.com to learn more. Some rules and restrictions apply. See if you're eligible for membership, then join today and feel good about your industry has evolved, it will always be that place to escape and have a good time. Whether it's for a game day weekend, to reminisce on college days, or to create new memories, if you're looking for a good time, there's only one thing to do. Head to the free at 1925 University Boulevard. And don't forget about the Lucky Lunch Meat and 3 special. Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m., get a meat and free vegetables for just $8.49. Or for a lighter appetite, try the Lucky Lunch Soup, Salad, or Sandwich Combo. I'll see you at the free. 
best station in the state, breaking down Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. phone calls in and uh, listen I I, I want to be clear on what I was talking about with Pat and Corey um, I believe everything they said too in regards to Ryan Williams I, I've been watching the guy for you know two or three years now he, he's a special talent there's no there's absolutely no denying that he is a guy that uh, a lot like Caleb Downs was this past year you know if Alabama doesn't sign Caleb Downs and let's see he goes to Georgia that could be the difference in Alabama even making it to the SEC championship game, much less beating Georgia. You know, if, if, if not only he's on your, on your, not on your team, but you're having to play against him, that's a major, major situation. So I understand Ryan Williams if he doesn't come to Alabama and let's say he goes to Auburn or he goes somewhere else. Not only do you not have him, you're playing against him. So I get that. I'm not trying to diminish Ryan Williams and potential importance to the program at all. What I am saying is that they're not going to shut the program down if he goes somewhere else. You know, you're still going to line up and play 12 games next year. And, you know, same thing with Traveris Robinson. I think he's an excellent recruiter. But, you know what, if he stays in Georgia, which it looks like this morning that that may be the case, you know, Alabama's going to have somebody coaching the secondary. They're going to have a defensive coordinator. They're going to be good football players here. They're going to have a chance to win a lot of games. So don't overreact. There is going to be some fallout. Like I said, you just lost the greatest coach, arguably, in the history of college football. The program is not the same today as it was this time last week. That's just the reality of it. All right, let's bring in Rod Yor from TiderInsider.com and Tider Insider TV. Good morning, Rod. Good morning, Gary. How are you? Well, it's been lively. I don't know if you just heard uh, you yeah, know, all the look, calls. I thought you had a great, uh, great monologue just there. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I mean, well, 100%, my phone's being blown up. I'm, you know, it's a disaster. The whole program's collapsing because T-Rob might not be coming back to Alabama. And he t- this is the most significant transition in the history of college football. There's going to be changes. There's going to be things that obstacles, hurdles, all of these types of things. Anytime you're in a situation like this, it's going to happen. It's only natural. you got the competition on the outside trying to, uh, you know, kind of, uh, downplay the hiring of, of Kalen DeBoer, which I think was a, a monumental hire because you're talking about a guy that just played for the national championship. His record, his track record shows that he's got a history for success. Uh, nobody on the outside ever expected that if Nick Saban retired, that Alabama would be able to make such a hire or would make such a hire. So I think you know, people need to keep things into perspective. The guy knows how to run a program. Regardless of what happens, he's going to find other coaches, as you mentioned. He's going to get players. Um, and, and I think you said it best. You cannot overreact to, to things that are out there right now because this is, it, 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 it doesn't really matter who they would have hired. It would, it would have been the same kind of thing right now. I mean, you're just in a transition. And you, you mentioned something there again. This guy just played for the national championship. Washington went 14 and one in his second year. Uh, th- that's a phenomenal accomplishment. And a lot of these coaches now that are targeting Alabama players and, and, and certainly I'm not saying Kirby. Kirby's one too, but most of the coaches in this league, uh, 
and he's coached shorter time than a lot of these guys. They can't match his resume. And to do that at Washington and to be, as you said, to be able to hire a guy who just literally played for the national championship, I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you could have gotten somebody with Saban ties. Well, a lot of those guys haven't played for national championships. So you're right, Rod, and I think, you know, you and I are just trying to tell people, just take a deep breath. I mean, there is, you know, there is going to be a transition. There's no way around it. There's going to be some players that are in the portal. There's going to be more that go in the portal. And Alabama's going to get players out of the portal. But you've got to at least let him get in here and get his staff and get situated before you draw to come to a conclusion on whether or not he's going to be successful, I think. Yeah. Now, I think people, you know, everything's based on perception. And I think, you know, some people want to see something immediately to say, hey, look, I'm I'm in charge here. Uh, this is going to happen. Get everybody fired up, you know, build some confidence, all of these types of things. I get that. But I also think that, it, you know, you can't really overreact to things um, right now. I, I think, again, we have to allow things to play out. And, you know, I, I think that it, it, we've seen that this guy can <laughs> he can run a program. He knows how to be successful. He is successful. He's very confident. So, um, you know, it doesn't really surprise me because people mainly live their lives based on perception. And I think sometimes that can get you uh, – that can create uh, – uh, or cause you to overreact. All right, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, and just, um, you've already kind of laid it out a little bit, but, you know, I give Greg Byrne credit. You know, he met with those players and said, you know, we'll have a new coach in here in 72 hours. Uh, he had never met, um, Kalen DeBoer in his life. He flew to Seattle on Thursday. And then on Friday night, Kalen DeBoer and his family are flying in here. So I think Greg Byrne deserves a lot of credit. Um, you know, to immediately be able to get this taken care of and not let this linger. And, and as you said, hire a coach, the quality of, of Kalen DeBoer. Nice job by Greg Byrne, who has proven he's got a track record of uh, knowing how to hire coaches. I think he did a fantastic job. I mean, it's an incredible job. It really is. Like I said earlier in the opening, you know, to be able to hire a, a, a coach of this magnitude on the heels of, of Nick Saban, the greatest of all time, or, or certainly, you know, uh, in the argument for that with Coach Bryant, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I, I would say that, um, you know, this is a tremendous hire. I, I think he's a high-quality person, first and foremost. Uh, I think as you listen to him, as you listen to what his players have said about him, his, his former players, the way they feel about him, the way they responded to him departing, I heard that uh, someone taped uh, – you know, the, his departing uh, meeting with his players there at Washington, they gave him a, a standing ovation, uh, you know. So, I mean, it was really, uh, you know, I, I think this guy's high quality. And, and, again, he's a winner. I mean, he, he's won everywhere he's been. You know, Gary's coached nine years. I think he's been a head coach nine years. You can correct me if I'm wrong. No, nine years. Top of my head here. Nine years. Seven of those years he's won at least 11 games. That's pretty amazing. Now, Now, people say, oh, well, look where he did it. Coach Bryant used to say it doesn't really matter where you are. You you win if you're a winner, you win. You know, you go to Kentucky, you win. Mm -hmm. You go to Texas A and M, you win. Mm -hmm. You name the schools where he's been, he's won. And 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 he goes to Washington. They're four and eight the year before, and he goes eleven and two. And in the next year, he goes. You mentioned fourteen and one. He's twenty five and three in his two years there. Mm -hmm. So he's done a tremendous job, plays for the national championship. You, you, you've you probably already rattled off all of these statistics. So so I think the guy is, uh, you know, I just think it was a tremendous job by um, – and, and look, uh, Greg Byrne had him pinned a long time ago. Uh, you know, I, I was hearing back in the summer talking to people, 
when this stuff started coming up about Nick Saban, and you don't believe it. I mean, it's way back a long time ago, right? I mean, you're like, this is this comes up all the time. But this would not go away that Nick Saban was given serious consideration to leaving. And, I mean, on my end of it, you know, you just keep hearing it, and you're hearing it from really good people. That he, it, it, But I didn't believe it, you know, or I certainly didn't buy into it 100%. I'll put it that way. But the name that kept coming up for over two two months now was keep an eye on Kalen DeBoer, keep an eye on Kalen DeBoer, keep an eye on Kalen DeBoer. And that really kind of tipped me off, and I started doing some more uh, – so certainly started focusing more on learning about him. And, uh, you know, this – so what I'm saying is I have little doubt that Greg Byrne has been, you know, working on this uh, for a long time. He laid the groundwork for it to happen, and he got his number one target. The Ryan Williams question, which I've already been hit with a lot this morning and, and uh, people trying to convince me of how good he is. I don't need convincing. You don't need convincing. I promise you, Kalen DeBoer doesn't need convincing. Alabama's going to recruit um, Ryan Williams uh, to the best of their ability. You know, hopefully he'll he'll meet with Coach DeBoer, see what this offense is all about, and want to come to Alabama. We get it. He's a generational talent. It, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, um, that he may not go to Alabama, but if he if he doesn't, uh, there'll be other good football players that come here. I, I just uh, I think people want to be reassured that you know everyone knows how good Ryan Williams is. Well, we can reassure him, Ronnie, that this new coaching staff understands how good Ryan Williams is too. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, one hundred percent. I mean, he's a great player. Whoever gets him is getting a great player. There's no doubt about that. And. But again, I think you do have to understand, and this is not selling Ryan Williams short or, or, or trying to make excuses or whatever. There's a lot of great players out there. You know, not all of them may be uh, like Ryan Williams or, or whatever, but uh, there's no doubt he's going to get players. He's going to get wide receivers. I mean, you go look at what he did at Washington. I think they had a couple of thousand yard receivers, didn't they, Gary? I mean, you know, you, you probably have the statistics there in front of you. But I, I mean, what they do, did offensively, let me just give you an example. I'll, I'll rattle this off for you because I remember uh, when he took over, they averaged 323 yards a game the year before he took over. In his first year, they went from 323 to 515. They went from averaging 225 yards a game passing to 369 in the first year. They went to to having the number one passing offense in the nation in his first year. This past year, they were number two in the country in, in passing offense. Uh, they they averaged you know again over 500 yards. They went from and it, it, they went from 21 points in 2021 to 39 points the next year. So he's got. The point is, they're going to be explosive offensively. He's going to put playmakers. He's going to get playmakers, uh, you know, and, and he's going to put them in position to have great success. If you're a wide receiver right now at Alabama, if you're a quarterback, uh, you know, if you're a skilled player, uh, it, 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 any position on the offensive side, you have to be really excited about the kind of offense that they're going to have. So I only say that to say, yeah, you want to get a great player like Ryan Williams. But if, if if you don't, I mean, it, it's certainly not the, the you know, it, it certainly does not mean that you're not going to be extremely successful. Yeah, just some stats. Since you said you were right, I do have them in front of me. And, and uh, not that, again, uh, 
people need to be convinced based on stats, but just so you'll know, folks listening out there, Michael Penix Jr. threw for 4,903 yards and 36 touchdowns. Uh, Dylan Johnson, this is a, a, an overlooked stat. The Mississippi State transfer rushed for 1,195 yards and 16 touchdowns. Aduzene had 1,640 yards receiving and 13 touchdowns. Polk had 1,159 yards receiving and 9 touchdowns. McMillan had 559 yards receiving and 5 touchdowns. The tight end, Westover, had 433 yards receiving, 46 catches, and 4 touchdowns. So it wasn't one guy, uh, as good as Penix was, uh, you know, I, I don't think we've mentioned enough that Dylan Johnson ran for 1,195 yards, which was more than any back at Alabama ran for this year, Rodney. Oh, absolutely. I think their their running back, uh, Dylan Johnson, I think he ran for nearly 160 yards, 158, I think it was, in the Pac-12 championship game, uh, had 28 carries in the game. People say they don't run the ball. Well, that's not, that's not exactly true. They do, and they can run it with physical uh, they can run it physically as well. Tough, hard-nosed, you know, tight runs. And um, so, yeah, I think this is going to be a really well-balanced. Look, don't forget this, Gary, and you probably already mentioned this. I haven't heard your show. But the guy who's coming as the OC, we expect him to come as the OC, is Ryan Grubb. Right. A year ago, a year mm-hmm. ago as we're sitting, a year ago as we're sitting here, who tried to hire Ryan Grubb from Nick Washington? Nick Saban. Nick Saban all the way. There you go. I mean – so now the guy's coming to Tuscaloosa, it, it appears. I, I know it's not official. Everything I hear is he's expected to be here maybe today. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, look, I mean, I, I feel really confident about, uh, I feel really confident about this hire and I feel really confident about the, the future of Alabama football. All right, Rodney, as far as staff is concerned, and I know Alabama will be, you know, I don't know that the staff will be completely complete, uh, if that makes sense, all the way complete. But uh, do you expect some type of staff announcement from UA, official staff announcement this week? I would. I would. You know, and, and I know probably a lot of your listeners are asking about T-Rob, you know, coming back. And he, he went over to Georgia and, and this type of thing. He, he's, he's apparently been offered the D.C. job at Alabama to come back. Uh, now I will tell you, all I can tell you is what I was told this morning. I knew last night it was kind of going kind of back and forth. It seemed like in terms of the information I was getting anyway, seemed like, you know, there was some indecisiveness there on T Rob's part. Um, but from what I've heard this morning, and again, this is coming from inside the Georgia football complex was that T Rob was there. He's at, he's, he's at Georgia. They expect him to stay there. And again, that's a Georgia source, you know, but, but, but that's just, that's, that's really all I can say, you know, for people asking, that's the latest I've heard. So, um, you know, we'll just have to see how it plays out. And again, if he doesn't, yeah, I'm fully confident that Kalen DeBoer will hire some good, good guys on that side of the ball. It sounds like to me, if you want to just kind of run down it, uh, Gary, and, and maybe some things have changed since I've been checked on it, but it sounds like Freddie Roach will be back and I would expect him to be on the defensive line as he has been. Uh, there, there's some talk that, uh, as a matter of fact, I had a source tell me yesterday, he thought that DJ Durkin would come on the staff. And, and I've talked around to different people in the SEC about him. We know about him. He has a, you know, he's a, he's a pretty well-known guy. Mm-hmm. And as a linebackers coach, he's a great defense coordinator. People speak very highly of him. I, I think there's a good chance that we could see Chuck Morrell uh, from, from Washington come. I know he was still at Washington as of yesterday. He was a co-DC. He was a safeties coach there. 
Uh, so, so I think that, you know, he would be a name to watch as well. Uh, and, and obviously they're talking to other people on the, on the offensive side. It sounds like he's bringing most of his guys without naming them. It sounds like he's bringing most of his guys from Washington, which is really good because they've been successful. Uh, the only one that I would think that, that right now, based on what I've heard, the only one I think that may be a holdover from the former staff would be Robert Gillespie, the running backs coach. Ronnie, great stuff as always from you. And I know you've been going nonstop. Um, before we close out the segment, um, I think we've done a good job of covering kind of where everything is at. Um, I, I will say this, um, you know, he's going to have a lot of work ahead of him. And you and I both know he was in the office yesterday morning and worked until late last night. We know that. And um, he's going to have to get out and meet high school coaches, build relationships. Uh, as I said, the program's different than it was a week ago. Regardless of who you bring in here, uh, there's going to be a transition. It's not going to happen overnight. But uh, I, I want to stress again, and I want your reaction to it, the fact that I know we live in a time now, as you said, people want immediate gratification. They want to, you know, want Ron Williams to, to reaffirm that he's going to Alabama today. Uh, this is a process. Nick Saban famously used the term process over and over and over. Uh, people are going to have to exercise a little bit of patience here, Rodney. It, all this is not going to come together in one day. It's amazing that he's already hired and he's here on campus, but you got to give this coach some time to build his program. And I say the term build knowing that he's taken over a great program, but you know, it, it's not going to happen overnight. No, and, and I think patience is a good word, but I also think keeping a positive attitude. I think it's really important that Alabama people, uh, you know, they, they keep a positive attitude. Don't buy into some of the things that are out there. And, uh, you know, Gary, I, I think that there's a, certainly a lot of negativity coming from, you know, the competition from various places, from various media people who cover other schools and, you know, have allegiances to other schools because there's a lot of media people out there that, that do have allegiances to other schools and that, you know, they slant things. And, and so I, I think you need to just be careful, you know, who you listen to. You got to look at the track record. You got to look at the truth. And the truth is that the guy has been very successful. There's no indication that he can't handle or manage this program. So I think you just have to, you know, again, you said the word patience. I agree. And I think you have to remain positive. Absolutely. Awesome, Rodney. Appreciate you. Uh, quick uh, word on TiderInsider.com. Going wide open. I, I imagine a lot of people are signing up as we speak to get a, to get a hold of what uh, what's floating around out there on the forums. Yeah. Spent about 12 hours sitting on my couch yesterday <laughs> on, the, on, our, on our forum. And Working. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In, in between, I'm getting text messages from sources, information. We're posting it. You know, we're, we're, we're exchanging there on tighterinsider.com by the second almost, <laughs> but it's tighterinsider.com. It's only $48 a year and you can get instant access with your credit card if you prefer. There is an address there to send a check, gives you all our premium information, but also our all sports forum. That's our community there of Alabama fans where all our exchange is going on right now. And look, I think if you're an Alabama fan, you want to get in on it. It's only $48 a year. Thanks so much, Rod. Okay, buddy. Take care. All right, 955. We'll break away and come back and wrap up the uh, first hour of the Gary Harris Show right after this. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice. Farther south you go, it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain. Maybe a light glaze there, and then temperatures get cold. Tuesday night's overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens. 
I'm Jeff Eno at the Weather Channel. Los Tarascos has been serving Mexican favorites like burritos, fajitas, and quesadillas since 1999. Their new location is at 4100 Owen Parkway in Northport. And of course, you can find Los Tarascos in Tuscaloosa at 110 Skyland Boulevard. The bar areas feature big screen television so you can enjoy your favorite sporting events. Los Tarascos features daily happy hour specials. And for the best Mexican cuisine in West Alabama, remember the name is Los Tarascos with locations in Tuscaloosa and Northport. You're listening to The Gary Harris Show. Oh, you home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, we're going to wrap up this hour pretty fast. Uh, we're up against it. This uh, hour has been brought to you by Alabama Credit Union. Hour number two is coming up. Phone calls, uh, we're going to get to those. And, of course, Casey Smith at 1030. So uh, keep it dialed in. The Gary Harris Show. Hour number two is on the way. It's been fun this morning, and we'll keep it going. Stay with us. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Monty Bolaños. A week ago, Jim Harbaugh was celebrating the national championship with Michigan, and today he is set to meet with the L.A. Chargers about their head coaching job. Super Wildcard Weekend wraps up in the NFL with another doubleheader. It all starts in Buffalo as the Bills will be hosting the Steelers. Kickoff is set for 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then the Eagles will take on the Buccaneers in Tampa at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Yesterday in the NFL, the Detroit Lions won their first playoff win in 32 years beating the Rams 24 to 23. Lions will host the winner of today's Eagles Buccaneers game next Sunday. The Packers handed the Cowboys their first home loss of the season coming out on top 48 to 32. Green Bay will play at the 49ers next Saturday. In the NBA the Timberwolves defeated the Clippers 109 to 105. Minnesota has the best record in the Western Conference. Now this hour is West Alabama real-time news update from the Tuscaloosa lose a threat newsroom. A state of emergency by Governor Ivy in effect this morning as a significant winter weather event advances toward West Alabama. A wintry mix of freezing rain and sleet will create icy spots on roadways, especially bridges, overpasses, and lightly used roads. The annual MLK Day Unity Breakfast took place at Beulah Baptist Church this morning. At noon today, the annual Unity Day march from MLK Junior Elementary to Tuscaloosa City Hall. And then at 4 this afternoon, rally and stand for justice at 4 p.m. at First African Baptist Church downtown. Get 24-7 local news coverage and sports updates when you download the free Tuscaloosa Thread app and sign up for twice-daily email newsletters. The Gary Harris Show. You see him host Tider Insider TV, Crimson Tide Kickoff, play-by-play for Alabama sports, and sports director for WVUA 23. It's time for the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Gary Harris Show for hour number two here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC, the Tide 109 app and Tide109.com. I'm Gary Harris, my main man, Justin Jones, right there on the other side of the glass, manning the controls, taking your phone calls this hour on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline. This hour, the Gary Harris Show being brought to you by 
Patterson Comer, attorneys at law. Patterson Comer, dedicated to serving our clients. Integrity and excellence are the driving force behind the firm and its staff. Paul Patterson is in Tuscaloosa. You can reach him at 205-345-1000. Mike Comer is in Northport. You can reach him at 205-759-3939. Personal injury attorneys with their feet on the ground in West Alabama. I think that's important. In fact, I know it is. Find out more by calling them and setting up a consultation or go to the website, pattersoncomerlawfirm.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. And we are going to begin this second hour by jumping back out on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcoming in Tom to the program. Good morning, Tom. Gary, good Monday morning to you. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I got three things I want to bring up, if you don't mind. Uh, First of all, that dumb call I made last week about you can't hire somebody for bypass Brian Hardison 2.0 um, I take can I take that back you sure can thank you I apologize for that stupid phone call it's all right but I'm a little irritated that you didn't call me out on it when I did it so well I wanted to give you your your say and I figured you'd have some buyer's remorse a little bit later and you did and you called in and you corrected it so you were on a you were you know you were on a roll that day so I just figured I'd let you go oh uh, you did and um, to my destruction. But uh, anyway, I want to commend you and uh, uh, Nick Kelly and Chase Goodbread, uh, the local guys, on your job you did on the information about this whole thing uh, when it broke and then all the way through the press conference and then following. I I thought all three of you did an outstanding job, and I wanted to tell you that, and I appreciate it. Uh, for the enlightenment that the three of you brought. I, I thought you did a good job, all of you did, on that. Uh, the articles and, and then your on-air uh, stuff, too. So thank you for that. I wanted to say that this morning. Well, thank you, Tom. And uh, and then third, uh, maybe I got four things. The third thing I wanted to say was all these people or all of us people that call in and express opinions, uh, something that I've learned in 17 years of uh, watching Coach Saban at the University of Alabama is when you've got a product such as uh, the product that Coach Saban was putting on the bill, but also an institutional product such as the University of Alabama, your job as a recruiter is much easier to do and you can have more success with that kind of backdrop to you as you're recruiting than you can say at some other places that you may go to. So uh, I-, I wanted to point that out. And all these people that get these awards as a uh, recruiter and assistant coaches and stuff like that, think about the environment that was created and the backdrop as to which they're working in. Yeah, I think it's a great point. I think that uh, when you come to a place like the University of Alabama, there are recruiting avenues that open up to you that you don't have in a lot of other places. And um, you, you know, you obviously have a positive first impression of Kalen DeBoer. I do too. And as uh, you know, I've said already on the show, as a football coach, I mean, uh, his record speaks for itself and what he's been able to do just in the last two years at Washington. I do think that concerns about recruiting in this part of the country are are legitimate. I do. I think that uh, uh, you know you have to be able to look at the situation for what it is. He's going to have to make an adjustment. It is different here, but I think that he will. I think the good football coaches and I think you'll agree with me on this um 
Tom, they make those adjustments. They they exactly. they do what is necessary in the job that they're in. That's what he was able Did to do. I know in seventeen years. Yeah, Sioux Falls was a NAIA, but he won three national championships. You know, uh, Fresno State. He did a good job there. Uh, uh, he did a well, a good the job well enough to get hired at Washington, and he was phenomenal there in two years. Now you're right. He's working with resources and facilities and all of those types of things uh, to the level that he's never had before. You know, he's never had some of the things that he's going to be able to work with here. So, um, you know, he will have opportunities to do things here that he couldn't even do at Washington, and he did a lot there. So I like the guy. Uh, we're going to have to, as Rodney said, it's hard. I get it. But we're going to have to have a little patience. <laughs> you know, he can't do it all in one day. Allow him to get his staff in here and, uh, you know, get through the spring and the summer, meet these high school coaches, and and start establishing his, his, uh, his program. And I believe that he will. Well. Well, let me say this as well. That, those are great points, and I, you and Rodney had a great conversation, and uh, some things came to my mind uh, while that was going on uh, that that y'all brought out. And let me let me suggest this: there is nobody in the top levels of college football right now today. I don't care who you are, how big your NIL budget is, or how successful you've been in transfer portal. There are obstacles and uh, uh, problems to overcome at every level because all of this, not only to coach the board, but the rest of it is new to a bunch of other people, too, that are going through things. They're trying to learn how to best manage it. So making a change here is not the worst thing. If you're looking to eliminate obstacles, that ain't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen before, and it ain't going to happen now. There are things that's happening that nobody plans on or anything else, and uh, and you know that, and I know that. And uh, but uh, but as you said, the good ones are able to adapt and figure it out and figure out what they need to do to run the kind of program they want to have. So anyway, I had some things I wanted to run at you this morning, but the main thing is. I really appreciate the job that uh, you and others in the, the local scene have done, and uh, I appreciate your efforts. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate your phone call. Good call. All right, let's keep it rolling, and we're going to go uh, out right back out on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline and welcome in Jim. Good good morning, Jim. Hi, uh, how you doing now? Doing well. <clears throat> hey, look, people's worried about whether this guy can recruit whatever. He, he's not going uh, to have to be able to recruit good saving, could he? He took a four and eight Washington team, which ain't his players now, and made them twelve two the next season. So the guy can coach. There's no doubt about that. Um, he beat Texas, who supposedly had way better, you know, more athletes. You know, he beat them. He didn't have, you know, Ryan Williams. He didn't have Alabama's backs or whatever. He beat Texas. So I think Alabama's going to be fine with this guy if people just give him a chance to do his job. I agree with you, Jim. I, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly. I think that he's a, he's an accomplished football coach. I was impressed, as I've said many times, uh, already, uh, both on social media, on WVO 23 News and here that, uh, the genuineness, a genuineness came up, uh, you know, came from him that I appreciate. And when he came over to do the, the breakout session with the TV reporters, man, he was just, uh, he was just down to earth. I think everybody was comfortable with him. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to do a really good job here. Now, you know, are they going to go yeah. out and win the national championship in 20, uh, 2024? I don't think any of us can predict that. I mean, it's, you know, it's hard. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's going to be harder now with the, uh, having to play more games. Um, but the guy, look, 
TCU last year proved you don't have to have the same athletes to beat somebody to be, compete. You know, they beat Michigan. You know, they didn't beat the Georgia, but they did knock Michigan off. But the today's offenses has made the, level the playing ground a little bit better. Um, you know, with the spread offense and things like that and all. I don't. I think this guy's probably the type of coach with the way they run his offense and this guy he's beat, he's gonna make three star recruits, you know, into four stars before they leave, and maybe some five stars before they leave the school. He's going, you know, like Steve Spur used to say. I, I think this guy's probably can coach him up. Yeah, and, you know, I think he if can he don't too. get the five star, yeah, if you don't get the five stars, the same amount of five stars, hey, let's give him a little chance to see how he develops these players. Well said, my friend. All right, y'all have a good day. Thank you, Jim. Good phone call. Yeah, I agree. I think the guy can coach and I think he's, uh, he's, uh, gonna, gonna do a good job. But yes, there, you know, as I've said this morning, there's gonna be, uh, some transition. There's no way around it. And, you know, he'll do everything he can to retain the players that are here. Uh, but, you know, there's some players that have already gone in the portal and there'll be more, you know, and then Alabama will bring in more players from the portal. You know, I mean, you look at Isaiah Bond's situation. You know, I believe that Isaiah Bond was going to leave. And this is my opinion. I, I believe Isaiah Bond was going to leave, uh, regardless of whether Coach Saban retired or not. And, you know, he may say otherwise, and I think he has, but I think this, uh, NIL deal that he's getting in, uh, at Texas is significant and, uh, was the kind of money that he was going to go for regardless. So, you know, that's another big part of this. I mean, we're not just talking about players transferring now because they suddenly decide they want to go to another school. Um, you know, uh, Coach DeBoer is a realist. He said that. You know, he understands that when there is a transition like this, that other schools, coaches, programs are going to try to take advantage of it. And they're going to try to poach Alabama. That's just something that is going to happen. But, uh, you know, this isn't his first rodeo. So I think he'll be uh, he'll be ready to go. All right, it is 10-14 here on the Gary Harris Show. Actually, just turned over to 10-15. And uh, be weather aware, too. Uh, you can stay weather aware by listening to any of the stations here in our town square cluster, including Tide 100.9 FM. Chance for some wintry weather mix coming in this evening. So be aware of that. And plus, just bone-chilling cold coming in over the next couple of days. Hey, the YMCA of Tuscaloosa, man, I was in there yesterday. Yesterday afternoon and uh, just absolutely, man, love that facility. And all month through January 31st, no joining fee right now at the YMCA. Jeff Knox, the CEO, said, hey, Gary, we're going to let everybody that wants to join the Y this month do it without a joining fee. Just go on down there, get signed up. Put your monthly membership in place and start working out at the Y. Use that brand new state-of-the-art cardio equipment. All of the equipment is top-notch. It's clean. It's sanitized. They keep the floor spotless. Same thing for the locker rooms. Uh, best steam room in town. And um, you can experience it all at the YMCA of Tuscaloosa, 2300 13th Street. And we'll be back. Phone lines are open right now. Believe it or not, because they've been full pretty much the entire morning. But phone lines are open right now on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline at 205-342-9904. Also, I'm going to get around to checking the app here in a minute. That's something Justin and I have talked about. We've been getting a lot of app messages and a Tide 109 app. And I'm going to make sure that I start uh, I start reading those. In fact, we got the phone ringing right now. But we'll check the app and we'll get to more phone calls next. And we got Casey Smith on golf coming up at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back after this. 
Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice. Farther south you go, it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain, maybe a light glaze there, and then temperatures get cold. Tuesday night's overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens. I'm Jeff Eno at the Weather Channel. Tune in. Since 2011, Billy Sports Grill, located on Main Avenue in historic downtown Northport, has been serving their legendary signature chicken sandwich, award-winning wings, and handcrafted cocktails. Billy's is also the spot to watch all your favorite sporting events with big-screen, high-definition televisions in both dining rooms, at the bar, and outside on the beautiful patio. Come by and say hello to Kim and Lisa, the Billy's management dream team. Billy's good food, good friends, and good. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. All right, 1019, welcome back into the Gary Harris Show. And we're going to jump out here on the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline in just a minute and get to, to Roy. I want to say uh, I'm going to start doing a better job of checking the app. I know Friday I got a lot of messages uh, from folks on the app in regards to, you know, uh, Brian uh, uh, or uh, uh, the situation then. And um, I didn't, you know, Get them out on the air, but if you keep messaging me on the app, uh, we're going to get to them. In fact, Johnny G's ex- messaged in today on the app, and Johnny says, uh, basically says, when are the folks going to get get it? Unless it's a quarterback, one freshman player doesn't make a team. Plus, need to realize that player probably won't be here in two years, anyways. That's from Johnny G in Mobile, talking about um, you know Ryan Williams, and and you know you just can't you know. Put it all in one player. Um, and then, like I said, I had a lot of messages on Friday that are a little bit outdated now in regards to who, you know, head coach would be and all of that stuff. But, yeah, keep uh, keep sending those messages to the app, and we're going to start uh, reading them on the air. Right now, let's jump out on the hotline, as I said, and welcome in Roy. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Mr. Harris. I just, in calling in, I wanted to go over a I'm a uh, retired psychiatric nurse, and I worked in prisons and jails, which may not make any sense on one hand. But one of the things we had to learn was how to read people real quick, mm-hmm. you know, because if you didn't, you could get stabbed. and Nobody wanted that to happen. I watched him very closely, his eye contact, mm-hmm. his body movements, and all those things. He is a, the real deal. He's down to earth, and he's going to be – somebody who the players are going to want to play for and trying to replace, you know, the goat is just almost impossible. But with a person that's that's down to earth and that's real, you know, those people will learn to run through a wall for them. And I'm just very excited. I was so worried, but I'm very excited about who we have. And I'm very excited that, you know, I know Alabama is a great tradition and we're going to carry on. Very interesting, Roy, with you doing what you do. So you were you you made a point when you watched the press conference. You were going to watch his body language. You were going to watch his eye contact. You were already predetermined that you were going to do that to try to come to this 
evaluation and this conclusion. So, and and you just told us that, but I'm kind of I'm kind of following up on it. So you were really impressed with how he handled himself, and I and you didn't say this, but I think you were alluding to the fact that he just seems really comfortable in his own skin and and comfortable with who he is. Of course, I guess you'd have to be to follow Nick Saban, but is that something you took away as well? Just uh, I've yeah. been talking about the genuineness of of the person. Yeah, and the thing is, is watching how he, it, it does matter if a person's asked a question and they look up to the left or they look down to the right mm-hmm. and their breathing patterns. And that was the whole thing. He is, he's telling you who he is. He's telling you what he's going to do and he's up front and you, what you get is what you see. And he, all of those clues that you learn to look for, uh, it's, it's second nature. As a nurse, it's called, you know, you assess people all the time. My friends get on me because I go, well, how's your leg? You know, they go, how come you're always watching me? I'm not watching you. That's just what I do. You know, it just happens. And I purposely wanted to see, you know, who is replacing Nick Saban. And this guy's real. This guy's down to earth. And he's honest. Um, And I think he's a good family man. And I think he's a spiritual man, too. And all those things are important here in Alabama. Roy, the fact that he um, made a point, obviously you have to, Coach and Miss Terry were sitting right there on the front row, to acknowledge Coach Saban and say that that I am, I would be, I think he said I would, you know, be foolish not to lean on Coach Saban. Um, how did you read that? I mean, I, I didn't take it as, well, I'm going to be, you know, uh, Coach Saban's going to be coaching the, the program. Obviously, I'm going to be the coach. But that the fact that he's comfortable enough, secure enough to acknowledge, yeah, I got the greatest here to ever do it. Why wouldn't I lean on him? What did you take away from that? Did you take that as a positive or did you see it in another light? Well, how I saw it was he's not intimidated. Mm-hmm. He's his own person. And that somebody you know when you're around people that are truly confident you know being around other people that are just as skilled as you are never bothers you and you also are going to use that information to help you and help your team and you, you know you'd be foolish not to you know if you're the smartest person in the room you need to get some new friends he's the type of person who's going to have this you know a as smart as people as he can in all these different areas to help him be a better person. And he knows his weaknesses and he's going to rely on other people's strengths in that area to make him stronger. So, you know, we're very, we're very fortunate. I, I wanted to actually, I'm calling you from Kansas. I moved up by uh, one of my sons, but uh, I'm Alabama team through and through and I'm excited. I am confident, excited, and uh, I just want everybody that's listening, give this man a chance. He will prove it to you, and you will be very thankful in the end what he does for us. Roy, great call. Great call and uh, terrific insight because of what you do, and uh, make sure you call us back again. I certainly will. Thank you. Thank you. All right, 1025 here on the Gary Harris Show. Krispy Kreme Donuts, uh, hot and fresh uh, at Krispy Kreme. Uh, and um, so excited to have them on as a sponsor. And, of course, they do the hotline in the second hour. First Domain Condominiums does it in the first hour. But to get by uh, Krispy Kreme when it's cold like I don't know about you. Uh, 
Justin, but when it's cold, um, a warm beverage, and they've got them at, at Krispy Kreme, and even something hearty like a good lemon-filled donut, which is my favorite. You know, when it's cold, you know, sitting inside and uh, having a donut, it's a perfect time to get by Krispy Kreme. And again, be weather aware this evening, simply because there is an opportunity for some uh, some frozen precipitation, and I don't know if it'll be a lot. I don't, I'm not the weather guy, obviously, but, uh, but do be weather aware this evening. All right, before we get to the break i do want to mention alabama basketball justin and we'll talk a little bit with casey about it too uh lo and behold alabama's off to you know the start we hoped they would get off to <laughs> you know and and that is a three and oh start that was a huge win saturday night over in starkville as coach oates said you know they out physical and out tough the team that prides itself on on toughness and that's just the reality of it and that's a huge win i had said you know that this team had a chance to get off to a four and oh start and uh now with missouri coming in tomorrow night uh i think alabama will be four and oh when they go to knoxville this um this saturday to play tennessee so you know Listen, we've gone back and forth on the, the schedule, how tough it was. And they didn't win as many of those games as they would have liked. But it's clear now, Justin, that when you play Arizona, you play Creighton, you play Purdue, you know, you play the quality of opponents, Clemson, that they played, Ohio State, Oregon. When you get into your league, now don't get me wrong, Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn, these, these teams are looming, but most of the teams that they're playing in the SEC are not as good as the teams that they played in their non-conference. That's the reality of it. And they got a chance to make some hay now. Oh, they definitely do, especially coming up with Missouri. And then I think the real test starts on in-conference play when we play on... By uh, Tennessee Saturday. Tennessee Saturday. And, and then, then Auburn. that, Auburn Wednesday. Those yeah, so, you know, but if you're 4-0 going into the Tennessee game and then you come home for the Auburn game at, you know, like I said, at Coleman Coliseum, if you get through those two games and you're 5-1, and because Alabama and Auburn are the only two unbeaten teams in the SEC. That's how much parity there is. They're the only two unbeaten teams. Tennessee's got a loss. Almost another one Saturday. Kentucky's got a loss. Alabama and Auburn are it. So... Good for the tide. All right, 1028, we'll take a break, come back with uh, Casey Smith on golf, and we'll do it next right here on the Gary Harris Show. Bring University of Alabama sports, as well as the national and local scene as well. The Gary Harris Show, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Casey Smith on golf. The sounds of spring in Augusta will be here before you know it. And uh, we're going to talk more than golf with Casey this morning. I'm so obviously going to get his thoughts on uh, Kalen DeBoer and on Alabama basketball, which is uh, off to a great start in the SEC, just like we had hoped after that tough non-conference. But we will start with golf. Good morning, Casey. Good morning, Gary. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, doing well, man. What a what a what a what a tournament uh, over in Hawaii. The uh, the Sony Open had a lot of drama. And uh, we had a playoff, and you know, I thought Keegan Bradley might be able to to put that thing to bed in, you know, regulation. And I was kind of pulling for Keegan because, boy, what a story! The veteran he got left off the Ryder Cup, but he's playing some of the best golf of his career. But Grayson Murray, man, just uh, 
you know, hit it in there stiff on uh, on 18. And, and, of course, on was in the playoff as well. But then that bomb that Murray made in the playoff, you know, if you're playing against the guy, even though you're inside of him and he makes a bomb like that, you just, I guess you just say, man, it's it's his day. But a lot of drama over there in Hawaii at the Wale Country Club. Yeah, I was sort of in the boat you were in, Gary. I was, I was hoping due to Keegan, you know, getting left out, playing, and, you know, he and Lucas Glover both played as good as you could play and, and probably deserved the spot, a spot. Um, but Grayson Murray, give him credit. Uh, two weeks in a row, guys won that have in Hawaii. Uh, and actually both of them take from Scott Hamilton up here that was in Atlanta. Uh, but both are recovering. Alcoholics. Uh, Grayson Murray's been sober for eight months, found the Lord, and uh, found better golf. He won twice last year on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, he was a train wreck prior to probably the last, you know, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had everything under the sun happen to him, and most of it alcohol-induced. But I think he found a fiancé and found the Lord and, and got sober, and he made a big putt on 18 to – Get in the playoffs, and then he made another bomb. You know, they none of them played 18 well in the playoff, and he made a bomb. So, the, you know, as my college golf coach said, there aren't any pictures on scorecards, just numbers. That's but, right. um, you know, regardless, they none of them played great in that playoff. Maybe his nerves, maybe whatever. But, yeah, big win for him because that's a second win, and that's a multiple, you know, winner category that you get into for good for life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, secure yourself into all of the big events going forward as well. And, um, he's got to feel good. If you want, you win two times in the corn ferry, you win wherever you win again on the PGA tour, three wins in one calendar year is a lot. And it tells you your game is really trending in the right direction and, and the score show. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of guys from Alabama, Pat desires, you know, good having tournament. a good start. Yeah. yeah. Good tournament there. I'm glad to see him starting off well. Uh, he's in the like top. He's number two or three in that new category that you can get into the other events for. Um, Stuart Tink played well. I'm, I'm shocked actually. He's playing as much out there, but that may have been a lead up for him to taking all four Champions Tour play this week as they start off. And uh, Robbie Shelton uh, also made the cut and played well. Davis Riley, a couple of bad tournaments in a row, so I don't know. It, I mean, it was really struggling. He shot seven over uh, and missed the cut, which is uh, shocking uh, given, I mean, he, I don't know if you noticed or watch, but he started off his tournament triple bogey, double bogey, bogey, bogey. Uh, shot seven over on the front and birdied the night hole. So, whew, something to keep an eye on. I hope he hasn't sort of lost it because he, he didn't have a good week last week either. Wow, it's a fickle game, my friend. Um, did I see? And, and again, I was, you know, I was so football centric this 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 weekend. Uh, but I thought I saw Bud Colley's name flash across the screen. Bud Colley. Uh, well, he's coming. He's he's trying to come back. Okay, I saw I saw the ticker come across from the Golf Channel, and I just saw his name pop up for something. And I was going to, I said, I'm going to ask. We mentioned we mentioned that. You remember we mentioned that probably um, probably a a month or so ago, maybe two months. I'd I'd heard on I'd heard that he was trying to round into form and really starting to work with the teacher and feeling healthier. 
Because when you come back from those medical starts, you only get so many starts. And it's, it's just a, it's a formula versus when you left and the money you got to make to regain your tour card. So he's trying to obviously enter those at the right time, feeling good, where he can actually go out and hopefully earn his card. I mean, he was a good player and, and, and did very well for a while. All right. Talk about the schedule now. We get out of Hawaii. We're about to get back here on the mainland, and we're going to start seeing some of the top players crank it up, right? Yeah, you're going to see the, the desert this week. So you got Palm Springs where they play multiple courses at the Amex. Um, and you're going to start seeing more top players. That's the whole issue right now. Now, I'm starting to feel like the real answer to that question is, is now Jack Nicholas. I don't know if you heard this week. I know you were pretty buried in football. Oh, Jack Nicholas is even, Jack Nicholas is even leaning into, uh, now a merger of the two tours. Um, you've had many of the top guys, former guys that are still have voices all going, okay, there's really only one person left now that's beating the drum or couple. And it's that Eamon Lynch and Brandel Chambly, uh, to not merge. But I think Jack Nicholas sees that he thought they were more formidable than Liv was more formidable and that just there's too much at stake to not let the guys get back together in some form or fashion. And uh, so, yeah, you, you know, you're going to see that. That's good news for the future of golf, of getting everyone back together for 2025. Wow. Uh, yeah, but then in the, in the internet, you've got the American Express this week, and then you'll see everyone that plays golf minus the Liv players next week at the Farmers Insurance Open and Tory. So, and then you got Pebble Beach, which is a signature event this year. So you're going to have, you know, this week you'll see some, and they play over a variety of courses. And then in the next two weeks, it really gets cranked up for the tour season. Good deal, man. Glad to kind of get it back here and, and get ready for a really, really exciting, interesting spring. Casey, I want to break away from golf some this week because I know you're a huge Alabama fan too. Just your your reaction to Kalen DeBoer as the new head football coach at the University of Alabama. You know, one of my partners is from South Dakota who played football at Georgia and not many guys come out of there and, and he had been raving about him for a while and um, he was very high on him going into Washington and then we've seen what he did at Washington. I mean, if you can win at Sioux Falls like he did, or you can win at Fresno State, or you can take a four and eight Washington program, you surely are going to be able to have success if you continue applying those same principles as a coach when you go to the greatest college football program in the history of college football uh, with all the resources and support that you need. I'm very excited about that. It's awesome to see the assistant coaches. Uh, grub and uh, coming with them and among the other guys, all of them really, and, and retaining Gillespie. I think that's a great thing. I guess we'll find out a little bit more on the defensive side. Uh, a lot of people have knocked his recruiting. We're knocking that, but I, I sort of find that sort of laughable. How are you going to have high recruiting rankings when you enter into a four and eight program at Washington? I think the results speak for themselves getting beat in the title game. Um, look at who he's beaten. Sark or, I mean, I think it was he three and oh against Sark uh, and Lanning, I think combined four and oh against those two. I mean, five and oh, so, yeah, yeah. I think. Five and oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a football coach, right? And, uh, it's a lot easier. It's funny. It's all these guys that come into Alabama that leave to go take these other jobs, these assistants. They were okay recruiters. They come in, they were great recruiters. It's a little bit different when you're wearing the script A. 
uh, and you have the resources there. So, it, you know, it's the weirdest era in the history of all eras of college football, and, and some of it I can't stand. Like about like you feel about live, but uh, it is what it is, and I'm excited. He's the guy. Could have gone a lot worse than that, I think. Indeed. How about yourself? Oh, I'm I'm excited. I, I think it. You know, as I've said all morning and, and over the weekend with on TV and on social media. Listen, there's going to be a transition. There, there's there's going to be some fallout. You know, this is the greatest coach, arguably in the history of college football. Uh, a week ago, was leading your program. It's not the same right now, Casey. It, 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 you know, that's just the reality of it. But somebody has to follow. I mean, anytime you, know? you need, yeah, anytime you need, anytime you need a, a re- anyone needs a reality check of what happened and how unique it was. You just go look at Google Nick Saban by the numbers, and it's just staggering, yeah, right? I mean, it's, it's not just one. It's 50 categories. Uh, one that I'm so grateful of over here is 8-0 in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium <laughs> since he moved over here to Atlanta. We haven't lost a game in Georgia. Uh, national titles, SEC titles, many confetti angels by me. Uh, so <laughs> it's been a great run, and I'm sad to see it come to an end. And uh, but wow, the timing has been perfect for me to move across state lines over 10 years ago over here and, uh, got to really enjoy, or I'm 13 years. So I got to enjoy 13 really awesome years living here for the first time outside of Alabama. And then we didn't lose a game over here. So, uh, I, uh, have had some good bragging rights and I'm very grateful for coach Saban and all the memories and fun that he's, he's given myself for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been an unbelievable run, but I tell you what, hiring a guy that's 104 and 12, uh, that ain't a bad, that ain't a bad replacement. I know people will say Sioux Falls is five of those seasons, but yeah, but he won three national championships. He, uh, well, hey, and it is Sioux Falls. I'll tell you this, that was when, cause I was coaching in college then, uh, that was when, um, their NAIA was really hadn't been rated by D2 yet. So you, you had, real NAI football that was really played at a high level. It's just coaching and coaching, right? I mean, when you get out there, coaching is teaching. And uh, and and the guy can obviously coach. I mean, 12 losses. That is staggering. And, it, you know, it's hard to win, and, and he obviously knows how to win. And that's that's what Alabama's program's been for, the, you know, we've what every coach in the history of the program's won 10 games. you got the two greatest coaches ever. Uh, so, I think if you get the right guy in there, history shows you can, it can repeat itself, right? 100%. 100%. And uh, basketball question, because I know you're a huge basketball fan, and, and we both think Nate Oates is a terrific coach. Uh, we had hoped that even though they didn't win as many as they would have liked, and I mentioned rattling it off, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, Oregon, uh, Arizona, Creighton, uh, Purdue, I mean, you know, Liberty, what a tough non-conference schedule. And it does look like it's paid off because Bama's off to a 3-0 and start, chance to go 4-0 and tomorrow night at home against Mizzou before going to Tennessee on Saturday. And really a great win Saturday yeah, I mean, night. I mean, great, great win Saturday night and to, to stay undefeated. And I really do think I was a little worried, you know, after some of the games. It's really more of the other games where we had tight games we won. The, the non-conference games we lost against the top – 20 teams we were in every game uh and, and leading some of the games are right in there and so yeah maybe it's a you know lesson for us is uh as we move forward seems like it's obviously already preparing us and that's his goal i mean that you, you you've heard him say it i've heard him say it uh he felt he feels he really believes in that if you win some of those games it just boosts your ncaa um you know rankings and and if you don't if you can play them tight it's only going to make you better for your conference play 
Uh, we're obviously a little light in the post, but all you got to do in this deal is, is really get hot for six games. We obviously have plenty of people that can shoot it and plenty of people that can play. So I'm encouraged from where we started. You know, if you look 60 days back to today, if we can get, you know, 40 more days, just improve at that rate, we're going to be a tough out in the NCAA tournament. No doubt about it. Awesome stuff, Casey. And, uh, Give the people the, the Twitter handle because I know I've had some people, you know, continue to comment on your segment and, uh, you know, let them know yeah, how they can Smith follow you on social media. 10, Smith Casey at Smith Casey 10 on X. Um, thank you for the uh, interest and I uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, Twitter slash X, I guess. It's X, but I still refer to it as Twitter. <laughs> I can't, can't help myself. Thanks, Casey. Have a good one. All right, ten forty-five. Uh, all right, we're going to come back. Uh, we wanted to. I wanted to keep some time for this final segment. We'll take phone calls on the Krispy Kreme Donuts hotline if you've got them for us at two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Also, we're going to get to a little more uh, Caleb DeBoer sound if we have time. And I'm going to play an interesting clip, a little back and forth that I had with Greg Byrne on uh, Saturday afternoon that I think you'll find uh, entertaining. So we've got a lot still to do here on the Gary Harris Show. Gary Harris and Justin Jones coming right back on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Here's a Town Square Media winter weather update, seeing a winter weather advisory and then also a hard freeze warning that kicks in tonight. Now, we will see chances for the rain and freezing rain and sleet a little farther to the north throughout the day, maybe a tenth of an inch of ice. Farther south you go, it will be tonight before we start to see the rain or freezing rain, maybe a light glaze there, and then temperatures get cold. Tuesday night's overnight low dropping back anywhere from the upper single digits to near the low teens. I'm Jeff Eno at the Weather Channel. Krispy Kreme. If you haven't already, you've got to try Tuscaloosa's unique breakfast, brunch, and lunch concept. Brick and Spoon, downtown Tuscaloosa, Timerson Square. It's fresh food with a Cajun flair featuring a full bar with build-your-own Bloody Marys and mimosas. Open daily, 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Available for after-hours events, rehearsal dinners, receptions, and birthdays. They offer brunch and lunch catering. Call Brick and Spoon at 205-345-5551 for more information. Zoe Colony Golf Course is an 18-hole championship layout designed by 1976 U.S. Open champion Jerry Pate. Director of Golf John Gray and fitting specialist Bob Montgomery are PGA certified. Mike Shivitz is the head professional and director of the Tuscaloosa Junior Golf Program. Call today to secure a tee time at the Tuscaloosa Championship Golf Course. Everyone can play. 205-562-3201. Old Colony is operated by Para. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cold today, periods of freezing rain this afternoon and tonight. That could lead to icy driving conditions. The high today, 35, much colder tonight, the low 19. Tomorrow, we stay below freezing, becoming partly sunny, the high 27. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3020 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 37 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9. 100.9 app. All right, 10:50, and um, I want to play a clip that I cut from the Greg Byrne Q and A on Saturday uh, when unprompted. He was talking about you know the challenge. He said he said one day of a coaching search, Justin is like seven days of, of real time. But he uh, he was talking about um, you know he might you know getting gray hair and he kind of tied me out you know I, I think of my hair as sun-kissed you know sun-kissed blonde locks but here i'm going to play this for you and kind of my reactions i was set to ask him a question anyway here's greg byrne uh working me into the conversation on saturday 
Hold on. Let me get it back. Get it back up. Hold on, Justin. I'm... Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. You got every day. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not maintaining. And as you get older and get more gray hair, right, Gary? Uh, yeah, you just, Gary and I have that in common. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I knew he could handle it. Yeah. That's right, exactly. You know, you, you do you do get a little more wisdom with the gray hair. That's why Ryan doesn't have any gray hair, right? That's right. No, I'm just kidding, Ryan. And, uh, yes, sir. Gary, gray hair. All right. Anyway, I thought that uh, you know I'm I'm laughing and it was funny and it was a a, a good moment. But uh, again, I was telling Justin during the break. I mean, I told Greg this after the press conference. I guess you know we have a hard time sometimes being objective about ourselves. I mean, I really do think my hair looks blonde, but uh, obviously it's uh, it, it's more more gray than than blonde. Uh, maybe I'll start coloring it in a different uh, a different direction. But uh, anyway, uh, Greg Byrne, uh, I want to again give him kudos for the job that he did uh, conducting this search. And, and I'll repeat what I just said. You know, he said seven days, uh, one day of a coaching search is like seven days uh, of in real time, and I do believe that. I mean, I think he might have slept. Uh, from what he said, you know, a period of about three days, he might have gotten, you know, maybe three hours of sleep a night. And, um, you know, but he did this in a timely fashion. And uh, he's a very good coach hire. Like I said last week, he's almost obsessed with, um, and I should have asked him about this at, at the Q&A, he's just almost obsessed with not letting stuff leak out, keeping it in-house, you know, minimizing the number of people that are in on it. It really is a one-person search committee, but that's his job. You know, he was hired to be the director of athletics at the University of Alabama uh, for a reason, and he was hired to um, make these types of decisions. And I think for him, um, you know, he was disappointed, like everyone, that, that – Coach Saban retired, but he had to, he had the task of, of having to find a replacement. And I think this is an opportunity now with him bringing in Coach DeBoer to forge a relationship from day one with a guy that he hired and um, a lot of stuff there. Hey, before we close it out, Justin, let's get to, uh, let's get to, uh, since we didn't get a call, let's go ahead and um, let's get, um, Another clip or two in from um, Coach um, DeBoer. We only the only clip we played was his opening comments. Well, did you, did you want the? Uh, we did have these app messages as well, Gary. If you want, to yeah, yeah, read that messages because yeah, we want to start making sure. Uh, Friday, I got a lot of them. I, listen, we I love the fact you folks are messages on the app. So yeah, do that, Justin. Let's uh, the folks that take the time to message in on the app. We want to make sure we get their comments across. So read the app messages. Sure. First one is probably I think a short answer here, Gary, but it's from Bruce in Tuscaloosa. He says, "Any chance that Coach DeBoer takes Coach Saban on the recruiting trail?" after top targets you know um that's a great question the reason i'm hesitant to ask it is i don't know ncaa rules wise (laughs) you know what i mean justin you you have you have a certain number of people that can actively recruit and they're they're coaches Uh, i would doubt very seriously that coach saban would be allowed to go on the road and recruit with coach DeBoer because he's not a um 
he's not a coach anymore at the University of Alabama. So I'm sure that whatever capacity that he can be used in uh, that's legal, I'm sure they'll tap into that. But I don't think he'll actually be allowed to go out on the road. And by the way, too, I want to mention again, Coach uh, Miss Terry's birthday today. And I understand Coach Saban and Miss Terry heading down to Jupiter for, for a while for vacation. All right, what else? Okay, the next one here from... I'd have to click on it to see his name, but okay. from South Carolina. Okay. I feel like with DeBoer offense, with his DeBoer's offense, you may have some good talent hitting transfer portal to come play for him. Yeah, I think the the people that go in the portal uh will be looking if they're top players, uh, opportunity not only to play for Coach DeBoer but to come to Alabama. But yeah, to play in an offense that uh is going to be uh as productive. And I wrote out the numbers Earlier and what they were able to do this past season, it's phenomenal. You had a passer that threw for nearly 5,000 yards. You had a receiver that went for over 1,640 yards. Another receiver that went for over 1,000 yards. And you had a running back that rushed for 1,195 yards. Those are impressive, impressive numbers. That was all from Ronnie in South Carolina. All right. Well, listen, again, thanks for all the app messages. And we're not going to have time to get to any more Coach DeBoer clips. But uh, we, um, you know... We got a lot of calls. We had good interaction. You know how I am about audio. If I get a chance to play it, I will play it. But we don't want to um, cut people out from an opportunity to call in. Again, appreciate the app. And and I know Noah has been the one that's really, really pushed the app. And he's he's 100% right in doing it. It is a great – it's the best way to keep up with all our shows. You don't have to be local. And we love Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. We love them. But that Tide 109 app. Uh, you can plug in and take us anywhere. All right, it's going to do it for the show. This hour has been brought to you by Patterson Comer Attorneys at Law. Reminder, catch me on TV tonight with your local sports on WVUA 23. Then back here tomorrow for another fun edition of the uh, of the Gary Harris Show at 9 a.m. we got a new show coming on next here at 11 a.m. Justin uh, Carey and, and Wyatt, what's the name of the show? T-Town Sports Daily. T-Town Sports Daily coming up here at 11 a.m. And the Miller's Edge moves to noon until 2. And Christian and Corey will have two hours now. And, of course, Fowler in his usual spot from 2 until 6 with the game. So great lineup of local sports talk coming your way right here on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 AM WTBC. Have a great day, everybody. Hey, be weather aware tonight. Be weather aware. to the Gary Harris Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.